Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Okay. Okay. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing today? I've decided, um, and we're just going to say this straight up right at the beginning of this podcast. I've decided that I'm going to take a two month summer break from podcasting. Now, this hasn't been an easy decision for me, but I feel as though there's a lot of things going on in my life for the summer, and I just want to enjoy my time this summer. So I'm taking a little bit of time off. I want. I want to have um, a summer that has as little stress as possible. So this is one of the ways that I'm doing that. So I'm doing this for myself. I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. I'm sad because there's a lot of topics and guests that I want to bring on the show. And I was really excited about those people too. But I'm just going to postpone them a couple of months just to give myself a little bit more space and time. Um, like I said, I... I, I have some super interesting guests lined up. So when I return in the first week of September, I'll be bringing some incredible stories of human perseverance, of life lessons. And of course, I'll always add my personal life experiences to all of that. So much to share. Just just doing this 100% for me, just to take a step back and enjoy the hot weather, be outside and get back in touch with, with me with, uh, yeah, with the things that I love to do. I, and like I said earlier, I, I, I'm really excited to put this project on a short hold just to live my life. Now you can follow me on Instagram over the summer. That's not going to change. And if you ever have a topic or a question about this podcast, future podcasts, or any other episodes, please feel free to send them to me via direct message on Instagram or send me an email. It's Elisa Currylowitz at gmail.com. E-L-I-S-A-K-U-R-Y-L-O-W-I-C-Z at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or yeah, come on by uh, Pure Kitchen one day and say hi. I'm there three days a week and um, I'd love to chat with you guys. I, I do have a little bit of resistance against this, but I know that it's the right decision for me. So, oh, this this brings me to my very last episode topic before the summer break. And I I was like contemplating on what to chat about because there's been a lot of of uh you know, suggestions or things that people want to hear, but the topic that people ask me the most about, um especially after the episode called The Truth About Being Single is dating <laughs> and specifically online dating. Now, this topic is sort of fitting because summer is a great time for summer love and going on fun outdoor dates. And I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of people try online dating for the first time in the summer months. I'm not sure why I think that. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a huge assumption here. Maybe it's because 
that's kind of what my circle of friends have done or sort of do or have always done. I don't know. Anyways, my chair is really squeaky, as you can hear. <laughs> this week, I'm going to talk about the yays and nays of online dating from my experience. My full experience, which quite possibly could be uh, turned into a movie. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about my current relationship status a little bit at the end. So uh, I just sort of want to warn you all that this podcast will be slightly different from the others because I don't really necessarily have life lessons intertwined within the messaging. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe I do. Uh, who knows? Uh, but this episode is intended to be more light and fluffy and essentially storytelling, which is also great. <laughs> uh, I also just, I, I, I just came back from my friend Nina's house where I had a couple of cocktails. Uh, she's an amazing sidebar. She's an amazing cocktail uh, creator. Uh, so this has put me in a really good mood. <laughs> and who knows what's going to come out. So I might as well just get started. <laughs> okay. So I, I was trying to think, I was trying to think about like where to begin with the whole story. And I think the only real place to start is at the actual for beginning. Uh, but first, and I feel like there's always like a, but first with my podcast, I just want to go on record and say that, yes, I have online dated. Yes. I have tried multiple sites and my honest to God opinion is that there's no one site that's better or worse than others. This isn't one of those where I'm pitting one site against another. Um, there are positives and negatives to all of them. Um, but I'm not here to publicly bash any online dating sites. I'm just here to share my experiences and what I've learned uh, from this process or what, ha what, I, what has happened to me throughout this process. <laughs> okay? Okay, so here we go. Hey, my online dating experience all started after I got divorced, uh, which was back in 2009, roughly, 2008-2009. Uh, my ex moved on quickly, and at the time, I felt vulnerable being single. So I started to ask around and see what this online dating scene was all about. Um... At the time, I, I had a couple of friends who had done it and had mixed opinions about it, uh, which I think we all kind of do. We all have our circle of friends who have like found love or who have found not love. <laughs> um, and I also had friends that were seriously against me doing any of it because they thought I was going to get murdered or something. <laughs> now, remember... Like back in 2009, 2010, this was kind of a new thing. And meeting someone online um, did seem a tad creepy back then. It's a little bit more normal now than it was. Uh, it's a little bit more acceptable. There's a lot of reputable uh, sites out there. And I don't know, just about like almost 10 years ago, it was, it was a lot different. Like back then, and I mean, back in 2009, I, I was like 28 years old and the dating scene had completely changed since my early 20s. Uh, when I was younger, I used to meet people all the time. It was so easy back then. And when I went out on dates and met some awesome guys, I, I, I used to meet people all over the world. And it was super easy. It was very enjoyable. I had a really 
really great time in my late teens, early 20s. Uh, but then I got married and I was with my ex-husband for almost six years. It was like five and a half years total. But by the time I actually got divorced and like got back into the dating scene, things had changed drastically, or at least they had in my mind. So like I said, at the time, online dating sites were, they'd been around for a little while, but they were still, they still had like a weird connotation behind them. Like it was just kind of like sketchy, like, not as accepted. It's not like today where there are like millions and millions of users. In fact, today there's, I I looked this up, there's over 7,500 dating sites worldwide. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God. I can't even believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I read that. I, Sheesh. I think when I started, there was like five. <laughs> Not the point. <laughs> so I'm moving on. <laughs> Anyways, when I decided this was something I wanted to explore, and after doing some recon, I decided that I was going to set up a profile. And the first dating site that I, I was ever on, uh, oh my gosh, what was it called? Oh my gosh. It was like red. Uh, oh, it was called Lava Life. The first dating site I ever went on was called Lava Life. I have no idea if that's still in existence right now. Maybe it is. I have no idea. So, but that's the one that I I thought was like the one I wanted to try, I guess. <laughs> so I decided to go on Lava Life and I immediately, like after setting up my profile, I paid for a six month pers- a subscription. I almost said prescription. Oh my gosh a six month subscription, mainly because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I paid money right away. I thought that was kind of like normal. Whereas like now there's a lot of free, um, sites out there or like uh, free beginner intro, you know, time at least to see if you like it back then it wasn't really like that. So I paid for six months. Um, and I, I did this six months because I just wanted to commit to doing this, I guess. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I might as well do it full on. So I did set up my profile. I did all the things. I was super honest about all of, all of the questions that they asked me. And I put up, you know, several photos of what I thought I, I enjoyed doing and what I looked like. And I don't know, I thought I had a pretty good profile. And, uh, and so, yeah, I started, I started doing this and, uh, right away I matched up with several people. It was fun. I was like, oh, look at all these babes out there. I had no idea even existed in Ottawa. Wow, this is like actually a really great way for me to meet people. And and yes, there, there were a lot of interesting people out there. And so I started chatting and flirting and, I don't know, sharing a bit about who I am. The people on the other side of the conversation seemed amazing, but like... All the while, I always had in the back of my mind, who are you actually? Like, it was just this crazy concept that I was meeting people over the internet. Like, it it took me a really long time to, like, accept that that was, like, a thing. (laughs) Unlike today, where it's totally a thing. Anyways, I also remember thinking that, you know, I had my choice of the entire world at the tip of my fingers. I thought it was awesome. It was super confidence building and, and it was, it was overall my very, the first stages of my online, um, dating experience was very positive. 
I was having so much fun like messaging random strangers that I'd never met before in my entire life and flirting and like having that feeling of being wanted again. It was nice. <laughs> I guess I guess that's how to best describe the first experience because I was heartbroken at the time. I was trying to get my shit together. But I also wanted to feel loved and wanted by a man. That was important to me at the time. So so this kind of was an outlet for that. And after a couple of weeks of chatting um, with this one guy specifically, who was a total babe, by the way, um, he asked me out. And then all of a sudden, you know, shit gets real. Right. Because I was like, oh, God, he's actually he's he, he I'm going to meet a guy from the Internet. Oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, anyways, this guy, he seemed so great. He he was a guy who had a great job in IT. He was funny and flirty and like a total babe based on like the five or six photos that he had on his profile. Um, anyways, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Like what? What do I have to lose? So um, he actually asked me out for dinner. Um, he asked me to go to uh, Milestones. So we went to the Milestones that's downtown in Ottawa. I don't know if any of you guys are listening from Ottawa and know which one. It's in the market. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so of course uh, I agreed and I was like the second I agreed, I was like, sure, I'll meet you. Click send. I became the most nervous person in the entire planet. <laughs> I, holy crap. I was so scared. I, I, I remember I was like freaking out. I didn't know what to wear. So I borrowed an outfit from my friend Amber. I looked like a bombshell. <laughs> I did my hair and my makeup like, and I, I, I was totally shitting my pants the entire drive there. It was crazy. Um, also, a kind of a kind of like a big mistake that I, I did on the way there was like I wore I wore heels. And at the time I sucked at walking in heels. I like I basically I make fun of myself when I talk about <laughs> when I've I've told this story before. Cause like I looked like a man trying to walk in heels. Like picture like any man in your life with heels on, the way that they would walk, like that was me. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Um, especially because I was like really nervous and like my feet were, were like sweating in my heels. So it was like making it even worse. And then I, <laughs> I was like walking up to the milestones, heart beating super fast in a bombshell outfit, sweating my brains out, like my freaking oh my gosh, every pore was sweating. Um, somehow I managed to get myself to the restaurant. And I told the hostess, like I walked in and the hostess looked at me and I was like, hey, I'm waiting for a guy named Matt. And she knew exactly what I was talking about um, because he just happened to be there already. And he had said, hey, if Elisa, if Elisa comes in, then I'm she's waiting for me. So anyways, she takes me to the table. So we like walk into the restaurant and the second... I saw this person. I literally wanted to bolt. Like I wanted to take my heels off and run away. Why? Well, it was because the guy sitting at the table was and and like this might sound harsh, but like he was like an old, an older, fatter, balder, 
version of the guy I thought I was meeting. Okay. I, I almost, I barely recognized him. Like I kind of did from, it looked like, like the ghost of him almost <laughs> from his profile, but like he looked nothing like any of the pictures that he had on his profile. Um, at the time I believed he was like in his early thirties or so, but his photos were definitely from like his glory days of his early twenties or something. I don't even know. Like when he told me he was 30, I believed him from the pictures. But when I saw him, I was just like, what the hell? Who, <laughs> who, who are we kidding here? Like, who are you? <laughs> and this is like all super funny now. But back then I was stuck at a table having dinner with a stranger from the internet that 100% lied about who he was and what he looked like today. Like, it was crazy. And so, <laughs> I guess I guess what I learned from this experience, what I learned was like the most common fact about online dating um, is that approximately 70% of people who are users lie about themselves on their profile. So. Women, and this, I, I looked this up, women tend to lie about their age and weight, while 40% of men have admitted to lying about their jobs, their height, weight, and income, okay? So I learned the most common fact about online dating pretty much on my very first date. Well, it was my very first date. I was like, holy, oh my gosh, this is pretty much worst case scenario. At least that's what I was thinking at the time. Now, this guy lied about all of it, uh, he was very misleading. I don't know if people like qualify or classify this type of thing as lying. Misleading might be a better word. Maybe not. I don't know. And for the record, it's not like I'm against dating an old fat bald guy like at all. <laughs> that is that is not what I'm saying. It, this honestly has nothing to do with it. Looks are important to me totally 100%, but I'm attracted to way more than appearances. But what turned me off immediately was like his lying about who he was and like being so misled and misguided with this. I was like, it, it was, it was just, uh, it was just not what I was expecting <laughs> at all, at all, at all, at all. So you might be wondering how the date actually went. Well, I drank two Bellinis in about five minutes and this helped with like the shock and loosened me up a little bit. But let me tell you, this date was also so painful because I was under the impression that this guy was hilarious. He was. During texts, he said really funny things and was like responding to me in like a very positive way. But I guess like some people, and it was just totally fine. I'm not bashing people in any way, shape or form here, but some people are able to be funny behind closed doors um, and not really in real life. And they're more dry or I don't know, maybe they have some help with their responses from their friends and they say stuff that isn't really them. And that was also turn off number two. So we on it, like we were honestly the couple at the dinner table, like having dinner that we're like looking around the room and not talking. And it was like the definition of awkward. <laughs> Eventually this guy, Matt, he did say, that I wasn't what he was expecting. And I was like, in my brain, like, yeah, me too. 
<laughs> but then it opened up the conversation for me to say that it was nice to get to know him and that I, like it would be ending immediately. We would not be going on another date. And I just was like, oh my God, get me out of here. <laughs> so I left, I went home. I tried to find the positive of the whole experience. Didn't really happen. <laughs> what did happen was I started to question every single one of the guys that I was talking to. I'm like, are you really who you say you are? And that's, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, when you meet people, you're set up by someone, you have someone to like vouch for that person. It's totally a different experience than like seeing a profile, liking them, having a chat and then meeting. Like you really don't know what kind of dynamic you're getting into, what kind of, you know, vibes you're going to get from somebody. And like this guy was totally, was totally not for me. And like I said, I knew that pretty much immediately. <sighs> so... The answer to are you really who you say you are, most likely, I'm, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt and say yes, but what that first date really taught me was the, the biggest lesson I learned basically from that, that first date was don't meet someone for the first time for dinner. <laughs> don't make the commitment to sit for a whole dinner when you don't know somebody. So I made this like rule and I know a lot of people do this rule right now. I don't know what it was like back then, but for me, um, I made a rule that the first time meeting a new guy would be at a coffee shop or for a walk or something short and sweet, quick and easy. And this way, if there was zero vibes, we weren't attracted to each other or if I wasn't attracted to them, um, or if things were weird or something, then we can easily like walk away pain-free, not a lot of time or money spent, and uh, I wouldn't be st stuck dressed up in heels at a dinner table. <laughs> that, that was, uh, you know, box checked, got it. So I did this like, quote unquote, meet for coffee method a bunch of times. And you know what, as painful as it was, a few of these men did spark my attention. Like some of them, some of them were like hard no's. I'd meet someone and be like, nope, like 100% no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going out with you. Mm. I just like, no, it's, it, it, yeah. <laughs> but some of them were, were, were actually really interesting people. And that's when you can like start to, um, or I, I shouldn't say you, that's when I started to sort of see if I wanted to go on date number two, because date number two is really like the most important one, because the meat for coffee one's like short and sweet. Date number two is when you actually like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. I'm going to go out with him. Now, I remember meeting this one guy. His name was Dave. Um, he was a lawyer. He was very good looking. He was fit, you know, wavy blonde hair, blue eyes. Picture him. He's like a Kendall. Uh, and when I met him, I actually thought he was better looking and way cooler than my first impressions online. So naturally, I was really excited. And you know what? We hit it off. Our coffee date was great. This guy was awesome. And I started to really, like, kind of start falling for him. I was, I, I liked him. He was funny. And, you know, he, he, he did charity work. Uh, he loved being outside. He skied. He appeared to be all the things, you know, 
like all of them. He he was even he was a good kisser. We kissed. He was a good lover. Like we had intimate relations and he was like all the things. He was so great. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit. I think I'm falling for this person." Like you know, it was like all these really great experiences one after the next and I actually like when I was describing him to like my friends and family, I it was um I, I was calling him McDreamy. Now, I don't know if you guys know who McDreamy is, but in my mind, like I was calling him McDreamy basically like in my mind only when I was with him. I never actually told him that. Um, uh, but I started calling him this after he told me that he was donating his hair to like, he was going to cut his really like long sort of flowy hair and donate it to locks for love, which is like some parent charity, um, for, for hair donation. And, and like, then he like smiled at me and his eyeball like actually twinkled. It was like, ding, there was like music playing in the background when he told me this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There wasn't, there was in my mind though. Anyways, we went on like seven or eight, uh, like magical dates. And then one day he stopped answering my messages. Now we had uh, like shared each other's phone number at this point and um, he stopped answering my texts. He wasn't messaging me back. And I remember thinking, I hope this guy's okay. Like that was my first thought. Like, is he dead? Is he in trouble? Like what's wrong? Like it's so weird that he's not messaging me back. Hey, well, turns out this was my very first experience with ghosting. Yes, I said ghosting. That's a thing. And for those of you that have never heard of this term before, it's when a person you meet completely disappears from your life. Like, completely stops messaging you back, uh, says nothing. They completely become a ghost in your life. They're dead, essentially. Um, and I believe that, you know, people do this because they don't have enough respect for you or themselves to tell you that they aren't interested anymore or that they have something else going on, or whatever the case may be that they don't want you in their life anymore, they just decide to completely ignore you, okay? Because you see, it's easier for some people to just stop talking and disappear than to say, hey, it's not you, it's me, or, or whatever. So they literally disappear. This guy did this, this thing. It was, it's actually the worst. I had all these magical eyeball twinkling moments and then nothing. And I don't really understand this mentality because it's, it's, it's just not in my brain to treat someone that way ever. But like, holy shit, when this guy ghosted on me, it was, it really challenged all the demons inside of me. Um, why isn't he calling me? Why, why did I, like, what did I do wrong? Why does he feel, why doesn't he feel the same way? You know, all these questions and you start like questioning your self-worth and your confidence and all the things. And you know what? I never got an answer from this specific guy. He never, uh, messaged me back. And you know, sometimes those questions make you feel like a little bit like a psycho, like a psychopath. You're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? <laughs> but like, honestly, I was kind of heartbroken because I was falling for this guy and he, he was gone. Uh, and you know, it's interesting fast forwarding 
10 years, I, I'm aware that ghosting happens a lot these days. It's kind of a thing more and more. And I, I do imagine that women do it too. I'm not one of those women. I would never do that. I would say something instead of just disappearing. Um, but thankfully, in my entire dating life, this has only happened to me one other time which just happened to be last year. So I'll just quickly sidebar because I did meet somebody last year. It was in September, uh, but I met him on Instagram, um, of all things. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I met him, I, I wasn't even, it wasn't even in my intention to date the guy. We didn't meet like on a, let's go on a date scenario. We just wanted to do like an awesome Instagram collaboration. And uh, because he had this wicked account, he was like outdoorsy. And so we wanted to like meet up in Toronto. So we, I went to Toronto for a thing and I met up with him. Now he did live in a different city than me, which complicates things a little bit, but like totally hit it off. We met and we ended up completely like falling for each other. And like we talked on the phone for like hours. We were Skyping for hours and hours every day. And then like Three weeks later, he went away to like a cottage uh, party or something like that. Um, he said he was going to be off the grid, so I wasn't expecting to hear from him. But then like on the Monday, Tuesday, I was kind of just asking him how things went. And he completely was gone. It was like poof. I like he, he never messaged me back. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, we are like serious adults here what like does this actually happen right now with people like my age like this actually still happens I couldn't believe it poof gone never heard from him okay so we had all these like amazing conversations like like this magical connection and gone okay and then here's the catch with this one he wrote me a couple like a few months later and I did eventually get an explanation from him as to why he vanished out of thin air and never messaged me back. But at the time, like, you know, I, I'm in a much different place than I was 10 years ago, back with the first guy. The damage was done and I just, it, I was over it by then too. So I told him he's not the type of person that I can trust. So I don't want to be friends with him anymore. And then I unfollowed him on Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ghosting. The worst. <laughs> Anywho, after McDreamy, uh, I met this other guy. I nicknamed him. I nicknamed him Fuckhead. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. <laughs> I know my mom doesn't like when I swear. Sorry, mom. Okay. I named him Fuckhead because this is what happened. Okay. So we met. He seemed cool. Coffee date, pass, check, next. On our second ever date, he decided to bring me to this international volleyball tournament that just so happened to be being held in Ottawa that year. And I'm into sports and I thought, oh my God, this is like an awesome idea for a date. I was like actually stoked to go. So, so we went. Now we drove there independently. Uh, I met him at one of the food vendor places like in the arena or whatever. And um, we got a couple of beers and a hot dog and we found our seats and we started watching some volleyball. It was really fun. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it wasn't Canada playing anyone. It was like two random teams. It was like Sweden and I don't know, like 
Germany or something like that. Anywho, within the first like 45 minutes or so, fuckhead there, he drank like four tall boy cans of beer. Okay, that was a lot of beer, like right away. He was like pulling them back, like chugging them. I was like sipping on my one beer because I had to drive and I was like, how the hell are you going to get home? But at the same time, I was like, whatever you, you do you, you know? So he's drinking all these beers and, and, uh, he was getting kind of drunk and, and he was getting kind of rowdy. <laughs> and, then, and then he started heckling the volleyball players from like all the way up in our seats, like in the stands, he was like yelling down at the players and like, this isn't like a football game, okay? It's 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 quiet. It's not like you can I'm I'm pretty sure every single person in the arena that was like watching this could hear what he was saying. It's it's not uh it was like I anyway, the, the bottom line is this guy was getting super drunk and making a fool of himself, yelling at the players. And like all the while I I was like leaning further and further away from him like pretending that I wasn't like he wasn't with me and like the guys beside me and all around me are like looking at me giving me these faces like who is this guy tell your boyfriend to shut up and I'm like I don't know him he's not my boyfriend like I was like oh my god it was kind of like crazy um anyways five tall boys in the game ends and uh, the team he was rooting for actually won. And when they won, like when the, it was kind of like a dramatic ending to the game, it kind of got exciting. So when he won, like my date fuckhead, he like jumped up and cheered, sat back down in his seat. And um, out of the blue, he, he actually grabbed my head and he shoved it in his crotch and yelled out, suck it! <laughs> it was like so incredible. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I kid you not. I was mortified. It was like all of a sudden my nose was pressing into like this lunatic's like crotch zipper. Like I can almost feel like the zipper metal like pressing into the tip of my nose as he was like pushing my face into it. And it happened so fast I couldn't even like fathom this I, I I like it was so so randomly unexpected that like it took me a second to figure out what was going on but once I did I like pulled away like so quickly and stood up and I I, I was like I looked at the guy I was like what what the hell just happened there that was like so inappropriate it was it was fucking disgusting so I like I I got up and I left I I Everyone was kind of leaving though, so I kind of blended in with the crowd as we were like filing out of the arena. And he happened to catch up with me in the corridor and asked what we wanted to do next. He was like, "Yeah, so so what are we going to do now?" And I just responded with something along the lines of "fuck off." <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I never saw the guy again. He never messaged him, never talked to him. It was over. Oh my gosh terrible terrible can you believe it anyways after that i sort of i sort of took a break from the dating part of online dating yeah and i started to use it more for hookups <laughs> yeah hookups i know a lot of people use this app like use apps like online apps strictly for sex and nobody's judging anybody here 
Uh, but it's really easy to find people if you just want to have sex. It, like, females finding males, I don't know about the opposite uh, sex. I don't know what it's like for a male trying to find a female. But for me, like, it was, uh, if, if someone wanted to just hook up, that was easy. Like, intimacy and connection, however, are completely separate from this. Okay? So, FYI. If you're looking for intimacy and connection, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> But if you enjoy having sex, it's sort of an easier way to find a partner than to go to a bar and get drunk or whatever. Like finding people these days is, it's different. It's not as traditional as it was when I was growing up. Anyways, apps, like dating apps really take the legwork out of it. You do, however, need to be careful and smart and make your own rule book and stick to it. And this is what I decided to do. Okay, so I decided to just meet guys and <clears throat> have sex with them. Sounds slutty. Sounds slutty, doesn't it? Well, in all honesty, it sort of was, <laughs> but I stuck to my rules and I, it, it's not like this was a nightly thing. It was, it was like, it was almost like business. Okay. Oh my gosh, that sounds even worse, but whatever it's, it, it is sort of like business sometimes. <laughs> like sex is an important part of life. It's important to me. And if you're single, then it's nice to do it with like, quote unquote, no strings attached every once in a while, you know? So I would have clear communication with the person about what I wanted and that was part of my rules and uh, it worked out really well. Um, you know, I told people what I wanted, when I wanted it and just sort of like, it happened every now and then. Not a huge, like, crazy stint here. A very short stint. Um, however, <laughs> I quickly found out that having sex for the sake of having sex is great. But the first time having sex with somebody is typically, like, the worst, most awkward experience. <laughs> so you don't know each other and you don't know what you like and how you like it, whatever. I don't know. Oh, this is kind of awkward. Just bear with me. <laughs> so like, I started to realize that it wasn't worth it at all. Why? Well, okay, I'll share with you some of my awkward moments because I know there's some of you guys listening that are super curious. <laughs> and oh gosh, I spill my beans all the time. So I might as well just talk about this too because it's kind of important. But anyways, for the sake of setting the mood, I want you all to picture this like sort of like a movie montage <laughs> with like, you know, the, a movie montage of the most awkward things to ever happen in bed. Okay, so mom, I know you're probably listening. Please like skip the 15 second thing. Just like skip forward this segment. Oh my gosh. Okay, now cue the music. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so number one. Well, there's, it's not even numbered. I'm just going to kind of say things that happen. This is kind of my montage starting now. Uh, this one guy, he was like trying to seduce me. <clears throat> and he was like stripping. <laughs> it was so funny. The best thing ever, actually. But he took his boxers off and he like threw them at me, like trying to be sexy or whatever. And there was this giant skid mark on his boxers. There was poo. Gross. Next, um, I think it was like this guy's first time ever 
going down on a woman and he literally head banged my vagina. Oh my gosh, my friends loved that one. When I told them that, they were like mortified. Like I had a bruise on my pubic bone. Buddy, calm down. This isn't how you do it, okay? Next. Uh, oh, the commentator. This guy was like the best. He was super funny. I was actually laughing on my way home, but this guy was like verbalizing all the things he was doing to me as he was doing them. I'm like, can you just shut up? But he didn't. <laughs> Next. Okay. I'll tell you one more because this guy was like the hottest man in the world. So hot. But I think he drank like a couple of beers before we met up because he burped beer into my mouth like twice i was like ooh then he we were having like literally having sex and he farted like in <laughs> in like the, the action in motion he farted out loud i was like oh my god okay so that's the thing guys don't really care when they're in it like i don't know right now there's like this term called fuck boy uh, there's fuck boys out there that you can have sex with. Um, it's kind of like, it's derogatory. It's a derogatory term. I don't necessarily like that term. It's like the equivalent of calling a female a slut. I don't necessarily agree. I don't agree with the word slut either. People do things for a reason and whatever. We don't have to put those negative connotations toward them. But like sluts kind of referred to female. Fuck boy is kind of referred to males that sleep around. Um... And the, the problem is, is that like when you're in that zone or in that community or like sleeping with people for the sake of having sex, there's, there is no intimacy. There is no romance there. So guys feel like they can just do whatever they want and it ends up kind of being kind of crazy and disrespectful and like weird or awkward or I don't know. I looked out uh, like there's a few more like really serious, interesting requests that I've got from guys and like just things that people have said to me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, is this actually happening to me right now? Get me out of here. And so, yeah, <laughs> all of those were true stories. I like I'm just going to say that after the burping farting guy, I canceled my subscription. I was like, I'm done. That's it. I'm good. Good. I'm good. I don't need to do this anymore. In fact, that was interesting timing because very shortly after that, I ended up dating uh, my then male best friend and went into an almost five-year relationship with him. And I loved him deeply, uh, but he wasn't the one. And after a really shitty series of events happening, we broke up in the spring of 2015. Okay. So now it's 2015, um, about like five years later and online dating has changed even more. So way more choice, way more pressure. At least that's how I saw it. And Tinder had been invented and now you could just meet a person by like swiping left. You, you just like swipe a screen and see all these people and it's like, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of genius and epic in some ways, but like it's, it's, it's insane in other ways. Anyways, I found it way more intimidating and I decided not to do it. Okay. I was like, I looked at some Tinder accounts, I saw the way it worked, and I heard some stories, and I was like, nope, I am not going to online date right now. 
So instead, I spent the summer of 2015 just like essentially living my dream. <laughs> like I, that's like a, a, a huge, 2015 that summer was a big turning point for me again, like in my, in my journey, in my growth. Um, I was getting older. I was starting to like see things a little bit differently. That was the summer I actually started my Instagram account. Interestingly enough, I was living it up. I was running all the time. I was super fit and I, I just didn't want any pressure from anywhere. So I played it cool and I like stopped looking. Eh. Um, and, uh, that fall. So in September is when I met Dan Cooper. So you might, uh, know Dan. I, I, he's an incredible photographer. I work with him all the time. I still work with him to this day. We actually, we dated for a year before we mutually decided that it was, we were better off friends. I mean, there was some yays and nays to our relationship, but ultimately we really enjoyed working with each other. It's a very unique experience. I can't say that I've had this experience with any other person in the whole world where we were intimate for a long period of time or a longish period of time and then we just mutually decided that we're really really good being good friends and supporting each other and working with each other and to this day we have an awesome relationship I spend a lot of time with the guy but you know that was like a really um it was a really great relationship but all of a sudden um I found myself single again okay so 2016 um, after about a year of dating, um, I was single. <laughs> and after that, uh, I, I like, it kind of brings me to the almost present day where I've kind of been on and off dating apps or I was on and off dating apps for about a year following that relationship. Currently I am not on an online dating app. Uh, I'm not dating at all, actually. It's mainly because um, I just, there's a lot of reasons why I'm not dating. If you listen to that, The Truth About Being Single podcast, it explains basically everything. So I won't give you the Coles notes, just listen to that one. But anyways, um, when, if and when I start dating, I'm not entirely sure that I would ever go back to that online world. Uh and it's mainly because like the last two dates I went on, they were both Tinder dates. And the first one was with this guy who kept talking in like, I went on this date with this guy and it, like, it was crazy. We decided to walk around this lake in Gatineau, which is fine. Like that was like our first little date. We didn't, whatever. It wasn't a huge commitment, but like he kept talking with this British accent. So he he had like a normal Canadian accent and we would talk and then every now and then he would just like bust out this like British accent. I was like, what the hell? Does he have like two people in there? Like, is this a two, like dual personality person? He just kept like, it's hilarious. I asked him about it. He just like, he, 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 he kind of like would brush it off and, and he would tell all the stories he would tell were in like a different accent. It was so weird. I was like, dude, anyways, um, then in like the middle of the walk, he pretended to like push me off this cliff, like in a high, high up along the path area. And he like 
pushed my body just to scare me. And I was like, no, hard no, buddy. I'm out. No, he did not know that like, like I'm afraid of heights, but that was like the first thing that crossed my mind. But the second thing was like, who does that? Who takes a girl's arm and pushes her over like a 50 foot drop to scare her on the first date? I was like, nope, we're done. Over. Peace. Anyways. Okay. And the second date or the second instance, um, was, and this was my last official Tinder date ever. This guy wins, wins the gold medal for last Tinder date ever. It was last summer. Um, at the end of the summer, I matched with this guy and he immediately wanted to go for dinner with me. Like dinner. It's against my rules, but he was hilarious. And like, he seemed to be really good looking. So after messaging with him a lot, in one day, like he was like very persistent. Okay. He just kept messaging me. He wanted to get to know me. He wanted to see me. He was like all, saying all the right things. I like ugh, reluctantly decided to change my rules and I decided to meet him for dinner. So we went to this restaurant. It was, it's called craft. It's at Lansdowne park. It's a really, I, 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 I really enjoy going there. Um, and we decided to meet for dinner. I don't know. It was like at seven o'clock that night. So I was like, cool. I go to craft at seven o'clock. I show up to the restaurant. He ends up getting there 45 minutes late. <sighs> and then when I'm sitting at the freaking table, I'm like, where are you? He was like, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. He didn't have a car and he was making all these excuses about how he couldn't get there on time and whatever. Um, but then when he arrived, he said he was late because he was at the gym. He was working out like late. Now, first impression, let's go back to that. Before he even said that he was at the gym, like I look, I took one look at the guy and he was 10 years older than he said he was. And that was kind of his opening. He was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 46 years old, but I tell everyone I'm 36 because I want to date a 36 year old. And I was like, oh yeah, really? That's, that's great, buddy. Like you're, you've lied. You, your first impression is lying to me. That's, that's nice. I'm like, woo. First, like first impression, not good. I was actually super pissed. I was like, should we order? Like, because he had like the menu, we're sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, let's just get this over with. And he's like, actually, I was so hungry after the gym because I never work out that hard that I ate right away. Uh, so I've already ate. I'm full. I don't need to eat. I was like, perfect. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, what the hell? So that was great. Now this guy... Uh, I guess he like took the bus to our date or I don't even know because when like he asked me for a ride home because I have a car and I was like, nope. And that was it. The end. Subscription canceled. It's really funny how like my first and last dates were like two humongous liars about who they were. Isn't that interesting how everything just sort of comes full circle? Anywho, so that's kind of like my online dating story. You know, it, it wasn't the best experience. Um, I, in between, I did have some rather interesting, um, 
interesting experiences, interesting dates with some people that I met through mutual friends. Um, some This one guy, I actually probably could say that I was falling in love with him. He, he essentially, he did his own version of ghosting. He wasn't interested. He was not the, the one, which is fine. Um, I've dabbled with just, you know, um, getting set up, getting set up. I, but my friends, you know, they just, it's, it's, it's one of, it's hard. It's a hard thing. It puts too much pressure on the people in your life. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I was just like, I was just done. I was finished and I needed like, it, it's this whole thing, saying it out loud is, is actually teaching me a lot of things. Because I, I haven't actually like recalled all of these experiences for a really long time. It's more reinforcing how happy I am with my decisions to, you know, work on the relationship with myself. I feel like it all came out differently as I spoke it to you than, than I imagined it in my brain. <laughs> I mean, all the stories I told happened over sort of like a long period of time where I was experimenting with relationships and like finding the right match and figuring out my life. So it's no wonder that none of these people worked out for me. You know, I, I was miserable during these years. I was unhappy. I was unable to make good choices for myself. The experience did, however, teach me a lot about myself and what I look for in a partner, uh, dating, no matter how you meet people or where you meet people is is a stressful thing. It's a stressful thing for me. I don't like it. I basically hate it. <laughs> I it, It's because I actually really don't like small talk, okay? Small talk is probably my least favorite thing to do on the entire planet, so I avoid it. It's funny. My family knows this really well about me. They see me interacting with people and they know that I hate small talk, so they like laugh at me from like <laughs> the corners of the room. And this might be shocking to hear to some of you, you guys, because people assume that I'm super outgoing and I can meet people and do whatever, which does have some truth in it, depending on, uh, you know, why I'm meeting people. Uh, if it's on a business level, it's, it's, I can, you know, work business, but on a personal level, it's a little bit different. I'm not comfortable doing that. So again, I avoid it. <laughs> now, if you listened to the truth about being single, which was the podcast that I did last month or so, you would know that currently I am happily working on my relationship with myself. I've never done this before. And it's exactly how I want to be spending all of my spare time. Now, there have been a few moments that I've contemplated creating a new online profile. Not to say that it's never crossed my mind. The thought has come up. It has crossed my mind. But when it comes down to it, I, 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 I like, I'm just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that again. I, I don't want to. Maybe I'll never do it. Maybe I will. Who knows? But right now, it's, uh, it's just sometimes a thought that pops in my brain. Ooh, maybe, maybe things are different now than they were throughout, I don't know, the last several stints of doing it. Um... I am having the time of my life doing what I want to do now. I feel really free. I feel like the world's at my fingertips. Like 
essentially nothing's holding me back. I can do what I want, when I want, how I want to. So in the space of freedom and self-discovery, I've actually met some super great people. It's very interesting. In fact, in the past month alone, I have met two different guys on two separate occasions that have really sparked my interest intellectually and, you know, physically. All my senses just sort of started to explode the second I met them. Like I met someone last week that really caught my attention in like an exciting and positive way. He seems amazing. I I got butterflies and I smiled all day long and into the next day. Uh, it was it was lovely. It was in the moment. I had great experiences with these with these men. It was it was a positive way to look at uh, you know a future relationship to someone else. And it's like moments like this make me believe that there's someone out there that is the one that is my per my person. And I'm not going to settle for anything less, you know? I, I, I know that many people out there are afraid to be alone, and so they convince themselves into new relationships. Do you know what I mean by that? When you're, like, convincing yourself, like, oh, he's going to be great, he will be great, or this is good enough, you know, things like that. I don't know. Uh, people make, quote-unquote, make the relationships work. And I don't know. <laughs> Those types of relationships, uh, that's not really what I'm into. I don't want to immediately be compromising and feeling guilty for doing the things I love to do or suffering in any sort of way. Like, that's not what I believe my life should be like. So I'm just not interested in that, you know? So I'm currently at a place in my life that, I don't think I would ever end up in like a possible situation where uh, someone's going to headbang my crotch, for example, or shove my face into theirs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it sounds so funny, but it's true. Like, I don't think I would ever end up in a situation like that these days. I'm like, at a way different place. Who knows? I mean, I I might be eating my words here. <laughs> I had had some like pretty fun times with someone semi recently, but like nothing in that in that realm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm in a different place. I want to continue with this super positive um, vibe and positive journey because I'm different and I'm very picky. And when it comes to having sex, I am extremely picky. Whether it's for business or pleasure, there are qualities in a man that I look for. And if a man does not have them, then it's a hard no for me. It's an it's a easy no. Because I know what I want. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think it makes sense. I don't know. I, I feel... I feel like I've expressed what I want to say as uh, as as clearly as I possibly can here. <laughs> it is such an interesting story, isn't it? So so that that's it. That's my online dating story. I did keep it kind of PG thirteen. I mean, oh uh, maybe maybe fourteen A. I don't know. It was definitely a learning experience. 
and one that I will not quickly forget. I like to laugh about it. I mean, every now and then, my best friend Amber, she'll just yell out, suck it! <laughs> and we both know exactly, exactly what she's talking about. And I, I can laugh at all these stories now, okay? But <laughs> this, this whole experience has been one that's been actually really fun reliving, sharing with you guys. And if anyone out there has had some fun and unique online dating experiences, I really hope that you share them with me. You know, let's just give and take on this one. Let's just make it like an open conversation. That would be so fun. I would love to hear all of your experiences. I, and I also realize that some people have found long lasting and fabulous life partners through this medium as well. And I would love to hear your stories too. You know, happily ever after, like after all is what everyone's looking for, right? So, so yeah, please share them with me. <laughs> okay, everyone, that's all for today. I'm really looking forward to taking the summer months off, taking some time for myself and coming back to you all feeling fresh and rejuvenated in September. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support the show, please donate to my Patreon account. The link is in my Instagram bio and in the show notes. Your support means the world to me and will help me to continue on this journey to becoming a full-time podcaster. You can also support the show by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Thank you all once again for listening. Have a lovely day. You'll be hearing back from me soon. Until next time.